Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get this week going with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And this is episode 44, season two, episode four. Total episode number 44. And as we all know, number 44 in baseball is Henry Aaron. I actually watched the game. He broke uh, Babe Ruth's record in April of, I think, 1974, 75. That was Pistol Pete Maravich's scoring average in college. And then he had to take number 44, I think, with the Atlanta Hawks when he came out of college because they wouldn't give up number 23. And again, he was number 23, the original number 23 at LSU, and he's still the greatest college basketball player ever. And then, thanks to my brother Joe, the other number 44 is Forrest Gump in the movie uh, Forrest Gump when he's playing on Alabama, and he's number 44. And you know what? I've watched that movie a thousand times, and I never really noticed his number, but my brother Joe said, He's number 44, and I looked at it, and he's number 44. So thanks to my brother, Joe, for pointing that out. Our movie review, taping this right now on March 3rd, Thursday. Last night on March 2nd, I went to see Rocky, my favorite movie of all time, at the Elk Grove on the big screen. There's nothing better than watching a movie you really, really like at the show on the big screen. And at the beginning, when they run in big letters across the screen, Rocky, that is just so exciting. There's a coffee scene in the movie. I know I did this in my very second episode. I did Rocky where they're watching, his manager's watching him punching the meat. And in the background, Paul Creed's asking for more coffee. Well, before that, when they're looking and trying to find who Apollo wants to fight, he's got the big book. And uh, Shirley, the secretary comes over by him and says, uh, Mr. Creed, would you like more coffee? Right there, you know, again, Apollo Creed, he's wired and he's, you know, drinking a coffee and it's a good scene. In a couple of weeks, it's going to be ask the Oscars. And on that day, I'm going to have a very special Oscar podcast regarding uh, my living in California, which uh, was very exciting on the night that Rocky won uh, Best Picture. So I was living in California. I'll have some uh, interesting facts on that one. Some more coffee, Mr. Green. No, thanks, Sugar. What do you think about this? American Idol is starting. Um, I think it started last Sunday. I don't watch it anymore, but I used to watch it so I could have something in common with my children to talk about. And actually, I think up until maybe season seven, in the first couple of seasons, I don't know which seasons, when somebody would get voted off, they played this great song by Daniel Pewter. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And it's called Bad Day. So you had a bad day. So 
there's a line in there where it says, you're faking a smile with your coffee to go. To me, it's a great song. I have it downloaded on my phone. Great song and fittingly for that. I don't know why they stopped playing it. Um, great song. And they do mention coffee in there. So you're having a bad day. And what do you do to make you feel better? You get that cup of coffee. So. This week's coffee review will be the Around Cafe in Arlington Heights, Illinois. It's on Northwest Highway, right at the corner, right near where uh, the producer had set up her uh, her business. Around Cafe, excellent coffee. Of course, I just got a regular coffee, a large. It was very good, very, very good. Nice mild taste, hot, smelt good. And then um, I needed it to wash down a great slice of banana bread pound cake i think they called it it was excellent it was a nice large size um, so i had a large coffee a large piece of banana bread and it was a good morning life is good highly highly recommend it again around cafe in arlington heights illinois it's 1970 and it's the summer and i have this tape recorder a cassette tape recorder but i have no cassettes i get this tape recorder I got the batteries, but I have no cassettes. My brothers and I, all we had were um, 45s, vinyl 45s, no cassettes. So we're sitting in my basement one day. It's me, Michael Martin, Danny Fraley, who I'd mentioned uh, the day that uh, Michael hammered um, cash, Rich, and I think Jerry Gott was there. And uh, let's go downtown uh, Roseland in Roseland on Michigan Avenue. And they used to have a record store with cassettes. Danny says, and Rich, we're going to go inside, take a look. You guys wait here. We're like, well, why would we wait here? Don't worry about it. We'll wait. Just wait here. They come out about 10 minutes later, and we're walking up the street, up Michigan Avenue, get to about 117th, and Danny hands me these two cassettes. He goes, here, baby, he goes, you owe me 50 cents, quarter piece. I go, what are these? He goes, for that recorder. He goes, you know, you need cassettes. We all know that. So when I went in there, and I was able to get two cassettes. And I go, well, how'd you get them? You know, you, you got money to pay for them. You're only charging me a quarter. And he used this phrase that I had never heard before. He goes, well, I used my five-finger discount. <laughs> I said, and again, I hadn't heard that. I go, your five-finger discount? Michael goes, he used it. He used his discount along with that screwdriver because I don't know if people are old enough to remember. They used to have the cassettes on these round metal things with the metal going into each one. So you had to jimmy it to get them out if you were going to steal it. If you were buying it, they would open it up and it would release the little metal bars and take your cassette off. Apparently what happened was when they went in there, Rich kept the guy's whoever was in there busy while Danny was able to jimmy the cassettes out of there. He, of course, they were only in there for 10 minutes. So I think if they would have been there for 20 minutes, I would have had uh, maybe two other cassettes or maybe one other cassette, but we weren't complaining, or at least I wasn't. So, so we're laughing. He goes, all right, you owe me 50 cents. I go, okay, whatever. And it was the Hey Jude album by the Beatles, Tommy James and the Shondell's greatest hits. That whole summer, when we would walk around, we didn't have a transistor radio yet. I didn't have one yet. 
So all we would play were those two cassettes. Whenever we'd be sitting around somewhere, we'd put it on. And I can tell you, uh, the Hey Jude album is all Beatles songs that were never on any of their albums. It was like Paperback Rider. The flip side of Paperback Rider on the vinyl is Rain, which Ringo Starr just said that that was his favorite song to uh, play drums on. Hey Jude, of course, Revolution, Can't Buy Me Love, I Should Have Known Better. And then you had Tommy James and the Shondells, who I absolutely love. So you had, I think we're alone now, Moni Moni, Sweet Cherry Wine, which is a great song, Crystal Blue Persuasion, Baby, Baby, I Can Take It No More. We knew all the words to all those songs because that's all we had when we would be sitting there in the park or we were walking and they would always have the batteries. They'd always, you know, I don't know if they use their five finger discount for the batteries because I don't ever remember buying batteries. They would always show up 50% of the time that they would come over. They'd say, okay, we're going to, you know, figure out where we're going to go. Get your cassette player. And then we would listen to those songs. Bella to John and Yoko. Christ, you know, it ain't easy. You know, how it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. Great song. And then in that song, the last book I read was Peter Brown. And in the song Bella and John and Yoko, uh, John Lennon, Peter Brown was his best friend at that time. It said, Peter Brown called to say, you could make it okay. We can get married in Gibraltar near Spain. I know all the words. I still know all the words to all those songs. Just two great cassettes. Once my old man hooked this up, hooked me up with that transistor radio with that big nine volt battery on there. That was it. I had to retire the Beatles and Tommy James uh, and the cassette player, which I used later uh, I would record my own songs off the radio. Great summer of music because, you know what? Nobody gets tired of listening to the Beatles and no one gets tired of listening to Tommy James and the Shondells. He's still around. And I read his book. It's called Me, Music, and the Mob. Great book. And I've been trying to make a movie out of it, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. I learned something that summer of 70. Five-finger discount. A great summer. My favorite summer of my childhood, 1970. Great music uh, and just great times listening to those two two cassettes. My God, that summer was just a special summer for me. And those two albums, uh, just great. Anytime I hear one of those songs off of there, off of each cassette or album, uh, just brings me back to that summer walking around with that cassette player and just playing those songs. It's just a, a great, great time. So I'll leave it at that. And that is it for this week. Um, I know it's short, but we're going to have two special guests on. What are we going to call them, producer? Not uh, housewives, right? Of G of barcodes. We'll just we won't even call them housewives because I don't think they're housewives. They're like just like people. So we'll have two two special guests on, Julie and Angelica, and we're going to talk about hanging out at work and. Uh, our jobs. Julie, I worked with at AT&T for 25 years and Angelica, while she was on with GC, Housewives at GC, now she's moved on to two other jobs. So we'll bring her on. In my Instagram, I'm going to put on this week, I found my radio contest list in my copy of my check, my $10,000 check. And I found the list that I wrote so uh, when I was an operator. So I'm going to put that on Instagram, which is at Mary B's Fifth Son, M-A-R-Y-B-S, number five, T-H-S-O-N. 
And with that, we will say goodbye and happy uh, March. Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be M-A-R-Y-B-S, the number five, S-O-N at gmail.com. Thank you. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. All right. So what did that uh, cassette player look like? And then who got it for you? You know what? I don't... (laughs) I don't know. What? It was a little a little brown thing. I think my dad, he used to bring home different things. I think he he had it. My brothers didn't want it. So, you know, I just picked it up in the house. One day it was there. I don't actually remember how I got it. It was just there. And then nobody used it. So I took it. And how then big was Michael, it the size of a book? Yeah, it was just a little, just a regular cassette uh, player. Just, you know. No, it was from the 70s. I'm used to like the Walkman. I was from the 60s, actually. No. So what would it look like? How big no, was it? No, was, it was a not a huge player, but an old player with the buttons. Play, record, rewind, black buttons. Um, and it had a handle to carry it. Okay. And we didn't have earphones. I don't think they had earphones back then, but we didn't need it because we played it loud. But it was just, and it had the speaker inside. So, you know, it just had the buttons. You know, if you're old enough to remember, which obviously you aren't. Um, no, I wasn't born so in It was just carry it. Yeah. And you crank that baby up and the cassettes were just little too. Did you ever see cassettes? Yeah. Are they like the regular ones are like about this size? Like a yeah. They're size? in a little, they look like a little, little box of plastic case. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're cassettes, you know, unlike um, CDs. Right. How many cassettes did you have total? Just those two? That's it. That's And I never... <laughs> After that, after I got my radio, what I would do is um, they used to play like the top 100 songs on Memorial Weekend or July 4th or something. So I used to sit there all night and as the song would play on the radio, I would record the songs on my cassette. Okay. And I would pause it for the next song and I would make my own songs on cassettes. So when they like a mixtape, you made your own mixtape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what it was, a mixtape. So I, I used that tape recorder for a long time. A long How long time. is a long time? Like a couple of years, a couple of months? I, I brought that thing to California in 1976. So you I had it for like it. a long time. Yeah, I still had it. You know, I, and the batteries. Uh, what I did was I ended up selling that in California to get tickets to go into um, Los Angeles. I sold it. The last, the last tape I recorded off the radio was the last song. And I still remember it was Donnie and Marie with, um, soul and inspiration. Mm-hmm.